Hey everybody, welcome to the Film Pigs podcast. It's the only podcast uh, with three old white guys talking about movies aimed at millennials. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, call yourself white, pal. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, one white guy and two, what, are, what is your ethnicities? I am white American. <laughs> Good, congrats. And you? I'm Euro. <laughs> Euro. So white. <laughs> That. I'm a cockle, you're a cockle. Coxcomb. Coxcomb. The coxcomb is, of course, Stephen Falk. Uh, the white American is Steve Skelton. Hi. And me, simply a white guy. I am Todd Anderson. Uh, we're recording this in uh, September of 2016. Jesus. Uh, it is the night after the first presidential debate. Um, that may not seem to have anything to do with the movies, but but check this out. Okay. In the film starring Eddie Murphy called The Adventures of Pluto Nash, where... Not, not Mr. Church? Not Mr. Church. The Adventures of Pluto Nash, which takes place in the future on the moon. The moon has been inhabited. And on the moon, on the... This sounds fantastical. On the $10,000 bill, the most commonly used uh, form of currency on yes. the moon in the future, yes. is Hillary Clinton. She's on the $10,000 bill. But then when they go out driving on the roads of the moon out in the... On the moon roads? Yeah, on the moon roads in the part of the moon that's not inhabited yet, there's a giant sign that says, Coming soon, Trump Realty. Uh, And he's going to build a building. Wow. So how about that? Prophetic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Even in the future, things stay the same. Hilarious. (laughs) That's a good story. I'm glad we... I'm really wow. depressed. Pluto now. Nash continues to thrill. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the gift he keeps on giving that movie. Uh, hey, let's start this thing the way we always do. Uh, What's that? Well, there's uh, this thing called movie news. Oh yeah, that, there's the music for movie news. And what see what happens is uh, we have a team of crack reporters who uh, scour the streets of Los Angeles in the 30-mile zone to find out the latest about what's going on in the movies. Uh, Steve Falk, what, what is your movie news? Well, I'll tell you the one thing that is sort of frustrating to me um, that was eye-opening uh, that my, my crack team reported, that when you search movie news, it is, it's like probably 98% now things about superheroes and comics. I know. It's just like they're starting saying MCU. Will, will what are the nine things that Doctor Strange might <laughs> in, bring to the MCU? Doctorness and strangeness. It, it, That's it, two. Here, here's video of Cumberbatch learning karate. <laughs> it's just like will Agents of Shield bring together the MCU, which I had to look up. Well, no, I intuited what I meant. Marvel well, you're, you're, Cinematic Yeah, you're, you're a smart guy. You can figure this. You can read between the lines. And I thought it was a prequel to PCU. But, um, <laughs> ah, I love PCU. Yeah, anyway, we, that was eye-opening. So I, Because I, I, I don't like those movies that much. I see them, but they don't thrill me. I, I found a little piece of news that tickled me last week, and I don't really have a punchline about it or anything, but there's this, there's this overwrought filmmaker named Derek C. in France, and he made a movie called Blue Valentine with... Mm. With uh, Michelle Williams and and uh, and 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 Gosling, mm-hmm. and really, uh, and then he made a movie called A Place Within the Pine about a place place in the pines. To place on, on, with, amongst with, the pines, I think with with 
Gosling again, maybe, and it was all like you know mumbly acting and like all super realistic and whatever. And uh, so then he made another one called The Light Between Oceans, where 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 Vikander and and I think Fassbender like they find a kid. They live in a like a lighthouse. They find a kid, and it's all romantical or something. And it looks really lyrical. I, I reviewed it for the Film Pigs show recently. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right, of course. Right. I remember that quite well. And yeah. anyway, and I was like, well, this looks like a, a <laughs> pile of junk. And uh, sure enough, the critics hated it. Uh, and then uh, his, his wife was so upset, she wrote a letter <laughs> to all the critics. An open making, letter to critics? Making her husband, who feels a lot of things, uh, feel real bad. <laughs> And I, it just it really made me made me laugh. The uh, whether he was behind it or she was like, guess what? He's <laughs> like, you did what? Now I kind of want Charlie Kaufman to write a movie about this whole situation. I, I would like I would like that. Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Skelton, what do you got? Um, I my crack team came back with three headlines I couldn't generate enough interest in to click through to the article. <laughs> What's the opposite of clickbait? <laughs> yeah, Do nothing bait? Yeah, it's, like, it's, the first one is, New Line lands Fruit Ninja film based on game, parentheses, exclusive. What? Wow. Was the title. So there's going to be a, a, a movie made nin- about the Fruit Ninja game iPad you just, game. You move your finger on fruit. You slice fruit. You finger fruit. You can, fi- you can find lots of YouTube videos of people having their cats play it. Oh, Okay. I'll do that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Headline two. Ethan Hawke. Colon. Wow, immediately. (laughs) But let me finish. (laughs) Ethan Hawke, colon. I saw this. Why I chose New York over Los Angeles. I saw that. It's an essay by Ethan Hawke about why he chose New York. Is the answer because I fucked my nanny, (laughs) lost custody of my children, and if I want any visitation, I have to be where they are. (laughs) I think that might be the real real reason. Maybe. And and the final one, uh, headline was, Winston Churchill's grandson defends Transformers the last night over Nazi outrage. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I saw that, too. Yeah. Um, Those are fascinating headlines. No, I'm they're gl- not. I'm glad you. I'm glad <laughs> you, you missed did. the. You missed the point of the segment. Fascinating, great work, everybody. <laughs> um, my little tidbit is this. This is John Carpenter from a very recent interview. Oh, I saw this uh, on Rob Zombie and his Halloween remake from many years ago. Uh, this is what Carpenter said. He lied about me. He said that I was very cold to him when he told me that he was going to make Halloween. Nothing could be further from the truth. I said, make it your own movie, man. This is yours now. Don't worry about me. I was incredibly supportive. Why that piece of shit lied? I don't know. He had no reason to. Why did he do it? So, frankly, that will color my response to the film. If I take that away, I did not. I thought he took away the mystique of the story by explaining too much about Michael Myers. I don't care about that. He's supposed to be a force of nature. He's supposed to be almost supernatural. And he was too big. It wasn't normal. (laughs) (laughs) aside from that last sentence it doesn't make any sense uh, I'm with him no I totally agree with him but I thought the end was like he's almost supernatural also he's too big that's not natural (laughs) how's your how's your arm my arm is uh, it's starting to clear up finally the oak you getting rid of the oak the oak is uh, it's way better than it was what a nightmare yeah it's been it's been an itchy month 
<laughs> Very <laughs> itchy month. Well, you know, September's for itchers. <laughs> so that's the same, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of itching, let's uh, move on to the next topic, the next segment. It's... That's right. This music means it is uh, time for our theme uh, discussion. Um, now, guys, um, I kind of, I guess, I kind of want something mansplained to me. Something I don't understand. Okay. Um, can I manspread while I do it? You can manspread while you mansplain. Can I staycation at the same time? You can staycate <laughs> while you manspread and mansplain. Um, so I was uh, flipping. This is going to be really gross. Yeah. Smells bad, really. (laughs) 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 Um, So, (laughs) what what were you gonna say? What what even is that? You poop where you you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like where you are. Yeah, yeah, you never want to poop where you are. No, no, you don't. That's not good. Or eat there after you poop. Um, so I was uh, flipping channels the other day and uh, trying to find something for me and the kid to look at, mm-hmm. you know, that we m- both might enjoy. You watch channels? Yeah, we look at we we're looking at the uh, you know the HBOs and the Showtime. Oh, he likes okay. to teach his kid interactively what things were like in the past. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. This, this is a piece of history. Colby. Remember that? Remember like flipping through channels? Remember turning a dial oh, on a TV? Oh yeah, I have a dial on my uh, no, my fifty inch high def uh, plasma <laughs> TV. I had it installed. That's special <laughs> retro. It's like when they have those cell phones that look like rotary phones. <laughs> So I do have that. So I was turning the dial and uh, flipped to this uh, Chris Farley movie called uh, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Right. So we looked at it, you know, because we like Chris Farley. Yeah, and, followed, you, and you like ninjas. And I like ninjas, and he likes and ninjas. he loves Beverly yeah. Hills. And I love Beverly Hills. Can't I love, every time I can get over there, I do. I love yeah, going over there. You have to, really. Yeah. 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 I love going over there. So don't do it enough, but love yeah, it when no. I'm there. Oh yeah. So we were watching this this movie, and uh, you know, Chris Farley, you know, falls down and yells a lot and yeah. all that. And uh, it's not a very good movie, um, but it, it's a total star vehicle. It's it's like Chris Farley porn is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a weak plot, a dumb high concept that exists only for Farley to do something funny every two to three minutes. Physically funny. Um, so, and I kind of enjoyed it for what it was. And Colby was laughing because he likes when people fall down and yell. Do you remember the tagline? No, what was the tagline? Kung fool. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, they, they, they got the meeting together to come up with taglines. That was the first one. And they went, eh, we're done. <laughs> That's good enough. Let's call it a day. This is just Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> Next. So, but then I started thinking about it, and it's like I feel like there's so few movies made like that now that are that are built around a star's particular bag of tricks. You know, they yeah. used to call them star yeah. vehicles. So, and speaking of comic books, as you mentioned before, you get the comic books in the news all the time, and I started wondering, well, is the star system really still? I mean, they still. Tell you it is. They still tell you Scarlett Johansson is a, star. is a big star, and she makes a gazillion dollars at the box office. And and this and, and Robert Downey Jr. is a star. He makes a gazillion dollars at the box office. But they're all basically filling the shoes of intellectual property. Yeah. Right. 
And and th- would they if if you replace Scarlett Johansson with somebody else playing Black Widow, would that affect the box office at all? So I guess basically what I'm wondering is, is this star system really a thing anymore? Well, I think the main difference, especially with comic book movies, is because, like you say, it's it's pre-existing intellectual property with this whole history behind it. And they're looking for you know bankable stars to fill certain roles. They're not looking for... Hey, we've got this star. Let's build something around them, like a you know, like a star vehicle. It's right. Who's the big popular actor right now? Let's let's will they slot into one of these characters? Sure, sure. But they don't. They don't. They they don't build. It's like Pokemon. Yeah, but they don't build an original concept, even if it's you know a cheap slapdash thing like Beverly Hills Ninja around a Robert Downey Jr. No, no, no. Around, well, no, because like, mean, like the other thing, like the other Scar- the new Scarlett Johansson thing, the uh, 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 with a, uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the a, old that's anime a, that's, thing. That's, yeah. That, you know, it's not, you know, that wasn't a thing built for her. It was, oh, we've been trying to make this for a long time, and now she's got a lot of, you know, you know nerd cred because of the sure. comic book stuff. Let's slot her into this. I would argue that they do still. They do. I mean, I it was because most, well because the spec market is gone, right? Right. So it's not like spec market being people writing screenplays and trying to sell them without having been hired to do so. Right. Before. And then, yeah, it used to be a big thing where the studios would just buy a script. Like I would write a script called Liar Liar, and then and it would be a or Click was like a two million dollar spec sale. Right, right. Then they go, well, let's get the biggest movie star we can, Adam Sandler. And then they set it up and they go and make it. That doesn't really happen anymore. So I think what happens more is that I write like a Sundance movie or whatever, something. And then Gary Sanchez, Will Ferrell's company, calls me in and says, all right, well, what do you got for, let's try to figure out something for Will. We've been thinking of That he won't. Right, quit like three days <laughs> yeah, before yeah, we start exactly. filming. But like, so everyone wants him and and uh, John C. Riley to team up again. So they were already brothers. We don't really want to do that. So like, do you have any like what? Maybe let's spitball. Let's pitch. They come up with something. So basically, what I'm saying, I'm thinking specifically of Will Ferrell. There seems to be a lot of internal development that he does, and he'll go and then attach himself and mm. set up a thing. With him and either Mark Wahlberg or John C. Riley, those are kind of his little duos. Now. Right, right. Uh, so it does it does exist sparingly, I think. But yeah, it just seems like, like there's a like lot the, less like of the, it. Well, but I think it's the more specifically like the the big broad comic. Sure. Type of or like a really. or yes. like an action movie. Yeah. Like I was thinking about. Well, like currently. I would say Will Ferrell is a good example of somebody who has essentially star vehicles built around him and his comic talents. And Melissa McCarthy is the same way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would say that uh, on the more dramatic side, Denzel Washington still has stuff that's that's built around him. But it's still mostly IP, right? Well, a lot of it is. A lot of it. A lot of it is, but some of it's not. You know, like like the um, uh, what you call it, the executioner. What was it? Equalizer. The equalizer. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Although or now I really seven. want to see a movie called The Executioner. Yeah, that would be. Or great. Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that is true, but it's just it just seems like there's so little of it. And could they uh, build build a movie like that 
a star vehicle around Scarlett Johansson or around Robert Downey Jr. Would that work? Would that happen? Mm-hmm. Would the box office be good? Um, I mean, dep- you know, the studios are really looking to hedge their bets these days and, and because international represents more than domestic. Yeah, that's true. Increasingly that... That now it's like you need all it's Chris Pratt in two of the biggest movies of 2015, yeah. right? Denzel, arguably one of the five biggest American movie stars. Yep. Neither of them are enough alone for international yet. But if you line up both of them and strong IP, and then a bunch of supporting players that have at least some ancillary Q rating, if not actual monetary value overseas, then then you have a package. But without all those elements right now, you don't really. So, if there's no strong... I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. If there's because not the it strong is, IP. Right. If, if there's not the kind of IP that defies stars. Now, it's tough, though. You can't wait too long like Independence Day. Because they waited and didn't put any stars in yeah. it, and it bombed. Yeah, yeah. And you can get a weird fluke like like Warcraft. Do you think that, that movie would have done that? Tanks here, or was yeah. huge? Or now you see there. me? Yeah. yeah, or or um, yeah, World of Warcraft exactly. But would, or Suicide Squad. But would, but World of Warcraft did well overseas, right? Yes, that, that no, was, no, it was, but it, it was like, dismal here. But it was huge in China. But Independence Day Resurgence, that movie was so. Awful. I mean, it really was awful. Do you think it would have done better with bigger stars in it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, they, I think if they could have gotten Will Smith it would have back had a, into it, it made a it would have It would have had a, a sense of legitimacy. It would have had a yeah. sense that they were paying money, and it probably, frankly, would have had a better script because the star would have demanded it. If Smith had been in, yeah. involved, uh-huh. he would have demanded it. If he wasn't just backing into a release date. He would have demanded it at least be up to the standards of After Earth. <laughs> Um, which it actually wasn't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it made Independence my Independence Day it made, it, it made my son literally barf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just, it, the, the other thing was, is I was nostalgic for uh, like Steve Martin movies. The other thing was, I was thinking about was, and, and Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger recently tried to do that. In, in Bullet to the Head and right. The Last Stand, and then they're together in es- Escape Plan. Which right. is an amazing movie. <laughs> love it so <laughs> much. Great, great movie. Yeah, really why, why, that, why, why the Academy didn't it's recognize so good. <laughs> It's so good, you guys. It's if great. you haven't seen Escape Plan, it is a fun ass movie it is fun. 100% fun <laughs> it's so it's so weird that's the one the where they're in like all like the, the high glass, tech ass prison the yeah. glass Oz yeah. center of the room uh, yeah. yeah but they're all in separate yeah. like glass cubes yeah it's ridiculous so good. and so they tried that and all those movies bombed so that speaks more to their lack of star power at this point because they've kind of aged out of it and, yeah. and lost relevance. Well, then the last Terminator too. Well, look, he, uh, even Tom Cruise without IP doesn't really work that well. But that's anymore. what, yeah, that's like what I'm a, saying. Like Oblivion. Oblivion. <laughs> Oblivion. <laughs> Oblivion wasn't very good. So he has. So he's like. So he's no pun intended, but reaching for <laughs> things like Jack Reacher two, which no one was clamoring yeah. for, and then Mission Impossible, which is six, which people, people are. Yeah. yeah, but I assume that Jack Reacher must have done well like, overseas. I think he probably did fine. 
Yeah. Yeah, but it I did think enough he's, to... I think, I think, you know, yeah, it, it like did 51% enough to push it over the top. And are most of these, as far as the actors are concerned, the stars are concerned, most of these package deals, things that, that the big agencies kind of lord over the productions, like if you want this person, you have to take this lesser person and this lesser person? I don't know if it's agency packaging so much as it's like hitting quadrants and shit. You know, uh-huh. it's like a lot of these ensemble movies now, including um, including the the Magnificent Seven, um, and Ocean's actually one of the early ones to do it. They put Chinese stars in them, right? So you look at these ensemble heisty. Well, the last Transformers movie movies. And, yeah, there's almost uh, always some like international yeah. star to try to to secure that that territory. Right, that that'll so, be a hit. I mean, so the stars are more, uh, but it's more about i. It's more about IP quadrants and foreign territory. That's what it seems to me, right, to be about. But so the stars are essentially part of that marketing package. They're marketing yes. points. Yeah, yes. no, I mean it's all it's a lot more spreadsheet based than, than right. Believing in a particular talent. Because even like Jim Carrey, when he was making $20 million a picture, that's what they were making. They were making yeah. Jim Carrey yeah. movies. We, They're like, well, we, how do we get Jim we Carrey? We want to be in the Jim Carrey business. Right. And now it's, maybe Jim Carrey would like to be in our IP business. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And maybe we'll think about a Jim Carrey movie if there's also a Mark Wahlberg in it and... Uh, Denzel Washington and Scarlett yeah. Johansson in it as well, but not just a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's becoming you need more and more elements put together. I think these days because there's they're so risk adverse, but mostly because they're only taking giant swings. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, they're so spending they, at least a hundred million dollars on a picture so every they, time. Yeah, so they need to feel that the swing is justified by adding element. Why why period movies frankly are still being made uh, sorry not just not pure period but like like biblical era and and gladiator era movies keep getting made and yeah. bombing. Yeah. baffles me. Yeah, that's no bizarre. End. That's bizarre. I, yeah. I, I think the maybe, public has spoken about them. I think for maybe now. the only thing I can think of is like CEOs are in their fifties, and they still have boners for like Cleopatra and like Ben Hur and shit. Sure. They want to make these important movies without any sense that no one fucking gives a shit about remaking Ben Hur for yeah. what one hundred twenty million yeah. or more. Yeah, when you can just stream Ben Hur and who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like no one. If cares. you really want to see Ben Hur. Just watch the original one. It's available. Who was in Ben Hur though? Who were the stars in that? <sighs> were there stars was that, in that? Was that Heston? Yeah. Or was that? No, not in the original. Oh. I'm talking about the new one. Hemsworth? I don't know. No, I don't think it, I don't think it was a Hemsworth. It was someone like not worth it. Right. Like, but uh, you know, uh, uh, on the other side, like, do you think Matt Damon can open a movie about the Great Wall of China? I don't know. Yeah, that... That's China. Yeah, because sure. I, I think that in China. Yeah, because it's like a white guy saving oh yeah China. Yeah, but but it's like a lot. It's also I think more like mythological based and monster fighting based. So I don't think it's it's not. It doesn't look like the story is trying to tell some true Chinese story Mm -hmm. and inserting a white guy. It's just an absurd 
white guy that happens to be. Is this a movie he's actually doing? Yeah, yeah, The Great Wall. Oh, I know nothing. About yeah, that. yeah. It's, it's Matt. Matt Damon fights monsters in ancient China uh, at the Wall, Great Wall of China. Fuck yeah! Sounds no, I think horrible. I think I, I yeah. <laughs> I think it. I think it'll bomb here, but I think it'll make money overseas. Okay, oh, yeah. if, my, if they my, allow it. I mean, they, you know, the studios have to play ball with the censors now. It's a communist fucking country, so, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of restrictions. So there is a lot of like, um, you know, we, we we did a sketch about this. Yeah, we did. I, I mean, I guess my main question, you know, ultimately is, uh, and, and it sounds like that the the stars in general they don't open the movies anymore. Um. I think they do to an extent, but probably not not enough to satisfy the endless corporate greed by these multinational conglomerates that own the studio. Yeah, they, so they become could, more a, a piece of the part of the equation rather than the primary element. So you think that like a thirty million dollar, forty million dollar star vehicle could potentially do well? You mean the whole movie costs forty million? Yeah. If it's a star, if it's a lower budgeted thing that they might consider, uh, but star vehicle is a little bit amorphous because at that price, it would have to be like what, like a passion project or an Oscar film, like David O. Russell movie, and that's more a- auteur driven, right? Right, like, but there, I mean, yeah, it's just different tiers. They're not going to be the tent poles. So in other words, the tent poles, which are increasingly more important for the studios, are are by and large solely IP driven. Yeah, because right. they they're gonna go to something that they think is recognizable, that has already pre exists, has its audience yeah, like that a, they can build on. Like occasionally something that has weak IP, but a star like Ben Stiller will sneak through like Walter Mitty, but that kind of killed that business because that fucking tanked. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird movie. That was the one where he was Terrible. looking for Sean Penn, right? Yes. Why would you do that? No one's looking for Sean Penn. Seems like a dumb idea. Glutton. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like yourself? Uh, all right, well, thanks for uh, mansplaining that to me. I think I understand a bit more how stars are being used in today's movie business. You're welcome, and feel free to like go go and email us on our website, filmpeaks.com, and tell, me how, uh, tell us how we're wrong. <laughs> Tell us man, explain we're us wrong. back. Explain Although him. you'll be fucking r- yeah. wrong because I, I live for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that official sounding music means it's time uh, to go to the courtroom. Oh boy. To put a uh, movie professional <clears throat> on trial for crimes against cinema. Um, and that person may. Or may not be uh, sent to the Robert De Niro Maximum Security Penitentiary, that has many, 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 many other uh, wings yeah. and facilities, yeah. depending on Maximum the programs, outpatient programs, programs yeah. release programs. It all depends on the Federal egregiousness, egregiousness of the uh, crimes. Uh, our prosecutor uh, this September uh, in 2016 is Stephen Falk. Stephen Falk. Uh, why don't you approach the old bench? Your Honor, if it pleases the court, I'm just going to scratch my feet with this uh, this stick for a while. And my accent was acting up. And then I shall approach. Uh, it's, I object to the foot lossy. <laughs> uh, I, I watched The Night Of recently. It's quite good. 
Uh, I've missed quite a few court dates due to uh, having another having to take a second job. <laughs> so forgive me if this person's already been put on trial. Mm. Our our webmaster has not been updating the website, so I could not do my research on my we're, own. We're not above when, sentencing someone twice. When the webmaster is the only guy that contributes to the website, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't bitch at the webmaster so much. <laughs> Things are getting very passive aggressive in the courtroom. Order in the court. Uh, Your Honor, this attorney <laughs> thought this lawsuit would never be necessary due to the mere fact that the defendant is kind of awesome. Oh. Born and raised in West Philadelphia. He was the son of Caroline, Philadelphia school board administrator, and, Will- and Willard, a refrigeration engineer. Huh. He turned down a scholarship to MIT because he, quote, wanted to rap. This must be Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> He started as the MC of a hip hop duo named DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> oh, who uh, is this? I don't with know. his childhood friend. I uh, they were DJ they, Jazzy Jeff. They performed. I don't, know. I don't think it's his real name. Humorous, uh, radio friendly songs such as "Parents Just Don't Understand" and "Summertime." Uh, I, of course, am the defendant. Of course, is is Will Smith. Uh, he spent a lot of money from his rap. And underpaid his income taxes <laughs> and was assessed $2.8 million in taxes uh, and garnished his income, took a lot of his possessions. He was not doing well until 1990 when NBC built a sitcom around him called The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was very successful and he decided that he was going to become the biggest movie star in the world. He just decided that? He did. You can just decide that? <gasps> that was my mistake. He started small. His first roles were in uh, the drama Six Degrees of Separation and then the action film Bad Boys, uh, opposite Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Then in 96, he was cast as part of an ensemble in Roland Emmerich's Independence Day. It was a massive blockbuster. Uh, and then he followed that up with even just as big, uh, if not bigger, Men in Black mm-hmm. in 97. Uh, then he did uh, Enemy of the State in 98 with Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Um, hack. His first, Hackster. his first big sort of um, chink in his armor <laughs> was when he turned down the role of Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. Whoops! In favor of doing Wild Wild West. Hey, Todd, do you remember how that song goes? <laughs> no. West, James West, Desperado, Rough Riders. No, you don't want nada, none of this. Automist, brother, running this. And then I'll stop. Please support. I will stop rapping. <laughs> <laughs> From then on, he made some questionable decisions, including Le- Legend of Bagger Vance and uh, Hitch. Anything for Hitch. But in between <laughs> those movies, he made some some. He he got his uh, Oscar nomination from Ali. He did Men in Black Two, which was perfectly respectable. Bad Boys Two, which was not. Yeah. But, but people, you know, segments like that. I Robot. I Robot. Robot. Pretty right. good. Shark's Tale. Big, big, big hit with the kids. Then he tried for a second Oscar bait with the Pursuit of Happiness with a Y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Am Legend. As I a, is a. As I, I enjoy. It's it. it's it's a controversial movie, but um, but some some attorneys standing in front of you think it's amazing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get into a dicey period, starting in 08 till now. Uh, Hancock was fine. Peter Berg, little little uh, little uh, superhero, lo-fi superhero movie. But then he did uh, Seven Pounds. 
Right. In which he gave away all his organs to people he had wronged. Um, uh, Took four years off to raise his goofy children (laughs) and and do e-meter readings. Yes, we'll get to that later. (laughs) Uh, And made Men in Black 3. Uh Uh-huh. After Earth, the aforementioned. Focus, fun, funny, fun enough. Concussion. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Um, and uh, Suicide Squad, which we've also aforementioned. The problem is not so much that he's been in bad things lately. It's that he picks bad projects, from the sappy Seven Pounds to the terrible After Earth to the incomprehensible Men in Black 3 to the upcoming sappy-sounding Collateral Beauty and not one but two bad boy sequels. Collateral Beauty is the title? It is. I'm Wait, they're doing two bad boy sequels? Not one, but two. Uh, I have Are they shooting them? how to rule. they sh- shooting them together? Your Honor, the recommendation of this humble attorney with his offices at a strip mall recommends that the defendant be ordered to ditch the current religion of Scientology, which he has claimed not to be a part of, although he has given much money to it. You can ask Jason Lee for tips. Uh, give up the giant trailer that made so many people mad in Men in Black 3. They need to park it and take up entire city blocks of New York. And what caused Barry Sonnenfeld to remark that he doesn't have a big head. It's just his big ego that makes people think he does. Wow. Take a little time off. Recalibrate. Uh-huh. Never rap again. And come back. Never rap again. Team up with the right. Don't get G with it again. Team up with the right director and make a good killer sci-fi or action movie with a solid script, a good cast, and a good director. Uh, the attorney rests. Um, I, you know, normally would deliberate my quarters for hours, but uh, I think that's, uh, that's code, by the way, <laughs> for jacking it to babysitter porn. <laughs> Um, Hell, he is under oath. Uh, you're not fake judge porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not under oath. I'm the judge. <laughs> uh, uh, your your case is well spoken. I think your uh, your I'm on to something. suggested sentencing is very fair, um, uh, gentler than I had expected. Uh, but I will accept it. I find him guilty, and let's do what you said. Well, that was well, that was a good. Uh, bye, Will. Yeah. Bye. Right. That's uh, it's more like a monitoring. Yeah. Sentence. Well, it's yeah. just get him back on track. Yeah. Get yeah. him back on track. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, yeah that's good. Because like he's the... fun, he's so much fun. Yeah. And keep wait, him away from the rapping. Wait, wait, hold on. What is it? Do you hear that? I was trying to. to hear what? Just hang. Oh my God. That. That. Oh, this is creepy. You guys. Oh, my oh no. Oh. It's Nick Cage. Wow, that means it's time for the Nick Cage Memorial Bazaar line reading. This is a line reading from a movie. It doesn't necessarily have to be from Nick Cage, but an actor who does something bizarre that equates early Nick Cage performances. We're not talking about the no wanting. We're not talking about left behind performances. We're talking about Snowden, (laughs) which he plays a very boring part. We're talking about uh, maybe Bad Lieutenant Portocol, New Orleans. We're talking about uh, Vampire's Vampire's Kiss. Kiss. We're talking uh, about Raising Arizona. Those kind of magical performances. Uh, Steve Skelton, 
What is the line reading this time around? What I got uh, this time around, um, it's the movie. It's not uh, so much a star vehicle movie as a movie with a star and vehicles. Oh, excellent. Uh, so uh, it's from 1982's Megaforce. Star Cars? 1982's oh, no. Megaforce. Megaforce. Starring Barry Bostwick as Commander Ace Hunter. Now... This is kind of a this is a an, this is an exciting uh, episode because Steve Falk has been gone for quite a while. Yeah, and we haven't had a proper podcast, so I got a little excited. Uh huh. And I put Thank together I put together a medley because this is a terrible movie, and uh, the line readings are, are are pretty all over the place. So uh, it, it's in a, it's in several sections. So section one has a couple of quick terrible jokes from supporting characters. Section two has a romantic scene between Bostwick and Persis Kambata, who we all, of course, remember as the bald girl from the first Star Trek movie. Sure. Uh, and she has hair in this one. And then the next section is a buddy talk scene between Bostwick and his best buddy. Um, and these scenes have ludicrous pregnant pauses in them, too, by the way, that could have easily been taken out by editing and weren't. Um, <laughs> then a radio exchange with the world's most sarcastic pilot. And finally, we wrap it up with the signature line of the movie. So here we go. This is Megaforce. Well, here comes the egg, and that's no yolk. <laughs> Dallas, when a person doesn't have less on, they have more on? Exactly. Hi. Commander. Well, <clears throat> you look great. Is uh, everything all right? The accommodations are quite beautiful. Considering I spend most of the time in the field sleeping alongside my troops. Ah, yes. Combat or fresco. In my country, there's nothing unusual about that. Women fight side by side with men. I'm sure I've seen at least as much action as you have. Well, I don't... Oh, I see. The Quartiguerre, yes. The Legion of Merit. Seems to be one missing. Which one? The Good Conduct Medal. <laughs> I wouldn't think that was high on your list. <laughs> Tells you a lot about a soldier. Soldier. You have me at a slight disadvantage without your ribbons. Oh, no, I didn't say that you could tell everything about a soldier by looking at his chest. Or hers. Well, I know how you're feeling. I've been there myself. <laughs> Let me see. One time before I made a jump into Da Nang, old buddy of mine told me something made me feel a whole lot better. What? What, what, what? What did he tell you? Well, he said, you love them in blue and you love them in red, but most of all, you love them in blue. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's totally inapplicable to anything that's going on here. <laughs> Burn. You did. But it's very wise. Very wise. Eagle Flight, when you make your downwind, they're gonna throw everything that they've got at you. Terrific. They're gonna be preoccupied with you just long enough for us to get moving. Wonderful. Now, we're gonna punch a bunch of daylight right through their armor and meet you smack in the middle of that lake. Oh, lovely. I want you to hold for exactly two minutes. No more. No less. And then pack your bags and get the hell home. 
Thanks a bunch, Hunter. And I thought it was tough landing at O'Hare. Ooh, the scoring is lovely. Hey! Hi, Duke. Oh, listen, I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win. Even in the 80s. <laughs> what? The good guys always, always win, win, even, even in, in the, the 80s. 80s. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so that is Megaforce. What's Im- important about this movie is they spend 20 minutes in the first half with uh, Persis Kambata's character proving that she is just as capable capable as men and fighting in combat, and she goes through all of the uh, Megaforce training and aces all their training, and, and uh, Barry Boswick is forced to admit, yes, you are just as capable as us, and... Then he leaves her behind anyway. <laughs> and the whole, that, the whole thing is dropped immediately. And then um, his buddy that he was talking to, his nickname is Dallas. And, uh, the guy from Denying. Yeah. And in the, in, the, in the movie, the Megaforce is made up of international uh, soldiers. So they all have their country's flags on their, on their uniforms. Except for Dallas, he's American, but he prominently displays Confederate flags oh, throughout the entire movie. Wow. It's really offensive. Yeah, it's Megaforce, man. So Megaforce, everybody. It's a great movie to watch when you're hungover and you need to watch something, but you can't force yourself to pay attention to it. That's, it's the perfect hangover movie. Well, thanks so much. Oh, I forgot you guys. Uh, this music oh, just reminds me. I, 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 he, I'm sorry. He heard, he heard that Falk was back, and he was really excited. He's kind. Of, I think he wants to get in on one of Falk's shows or something. Oh, I, 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 you know, I, I apologize, but it's family, you know. So I got to step out. Uh, you guys, you got to step out on family. Uh, here comes uh, Ton Sling Dog with his uh, direct-to-video corner. Uh, I'll be uh, right back. I'm nervous. Hey guys, hey, what's going on? Tom. Hey, how's it going, Steve? <laughs> Fine. Are you good? You good? How's the show? Is the show going great? It's okay. You just, you got more episodes to shoot at all? No, we're done. You're done for the you're done for the season. Maybe forever. You probably, but you might have another season. We maybe, but we don't know. You could, but if you get one, when would you start shooting? Could be, could be never, could be soon. We don't know. Could be that'd be great if it was soon. Well, I, I wish you all the best. Great. Doing great work. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I love you're the best. Hey, Tom, do you have anything? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I got to, of course, I got to do my direct video thing uh, that the, your audience loves. They love to hear it. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm uh, talking about a, a straight-to-video movie called the, uh, <clears throat> the Amityville Theater, a.k.a. the Amityville Playhouse a.k.a. the Amityville Legacy. And here's what I've learned about these uh, Amityville uh, pictures that go straight to video. It turns out that, you know, the studios don't have necessarily the rights to the Amityville and the Amityville horror because it's a true story, you know, and Amityville is a real place so people can make their own uh, movies. It doesn't have to be in the canon of the uh, Amityville franchise. Uh, And, you know, since uh, the last two studio-produced Amityville movies have yet to be released, one being a a found footage thing and the other is like a reboot or like sequel with that Jennifer Jason Leigh lady... You know, from Fast Times? Yeah. She had sex with that guy and he comes too quick, remember? Yeah. 
<laughs> that's a good movie, right? Well, she was underage, Ton, but yeah. Yeah, let's can we move this along? What's the big deal? <laughs> you guys let's get to this. Let's, yeah, let's get, just get to your notes. Come super on. Super conservative. Uh, anyway, uh, so this movie uh, is is about a chick, and her parents die, and she uh, inherits a theater in uh, Amityville. I I assumed as much. Right, and guess what? It's haunted. It's haunted, you guys. It's haunted. So here's the thing. I don't know if anyone involved in the making of this movie went to college or bothered to like get the a subscription of those uh, master classes with Kevin Spacey and people like that. Um, but if they did, it didn't really help them. Right. You know, the acting's not really good. Um, but you could have just said the acting. Yeah, you could have just said it's not up to par. Well, it's like not even up to par is what I'm saying. Like all these people there. They, so it's below it's par? Like, it's, it's as if the filmmakers were like went around their neighborhood and just woke up people and said, come come quick. We're going to make an Amityville a horror show in a theater. Come on. And they were like, why? And they all look like they were just woken up throughout most of the running time of the film. Um, anyway, I would not recommend seeing Amityville Playhouse. Uh, it's really boring, um, but I guess the lesson learned is that all the shit, including the dollhouses and the mirrors that you might uh, hang up in your New York apartment or uh, or theaters in Amityville, are well. There was one. There was one Amityville movie with with uh, that guy who played Shaft, uh, Richard Roundtree. Mm. He was in it. And and that guy from uh, uh, the next uh, the uh, what's the what's the movie uh, with the werewolf in London? What? An American? No, not that one. The Gremlins guy. What's the Gremlins guy? Zach Galligan. He's in that. But it was about a guy who gets like I think it was a painting or a mirror or something, and he gets it shipped, and it's from Amityville, and he hangs it up in his New York loft, art loft. Right. And he has an art show, and that thing goes. Mirror wolf. Mirror wolf. Yeah, mirror wolf. That's the name. It was Amityville Mirror Wolf, and everyone gets uh, killed in that. So anyway, stay. This has been so nice. Stay out of Amityville. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. uh, So you think you think if you do get renewed, when do you think production will start up? You know your cousin will will uh, be the first to know. Oh. I mean, like the seventh to know. You'll be you'll be soon after that. Yeah. He what is he on the call sheet usually? Nine. He's like number nine. Can can uh, like I could be ten then, right? You can slide me in at ten. No, we have a ten. Yeah. What about a twelve? We have a twelve. Where like a around? All the numbers around... are actually taken. On the call sheet, yeah, we're you know we would be a fourth year show. That's that's but if, how it works. if someone were to die, no, it's a side rule. Yeah, once, you retire when, the number. Yeah, yeah, you retire the number. Oh, it's like, like once, basketball. Yeah, like there's you can't have new people. Oh, yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah, it's but like it's as out of soon his hands. As, you know, maybe I could be a, like a featured extra or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for in something for sure. Uh, th- thanks. Okay, it's great to see you All guys. Right, Tom, don't All please right. just like leave. But hey guys, how'd it go? How'd it go with my cousin? You, you gotta know, he, stop letting him come here. I apologize. I just it's a family Family's thing. Tough, it's like I, I get know. guilted into it. You know, my mom calls, his mom calls my mom, she calls me. I don't know. I'm super super sorry, you guys. Yeah, no, that's okay, I guess that's how it is. You guys wanna play a game? Sure. 
All right. Well, we put the music on, so we're gonna play a game. Uh, <laughs> can we make? Can we play? Make sure your cousin left my house without stealing anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. He he said he's gonna get the microwave back to you. Oh I apologize. I apologize. Um, um, so I don't know if you guys know this, but I was on a Doug Benson uh, Benson. A Doug Benson uh, show called... It's a, it's a knockoff of a Doug Benson show. Yeah, it's Doug Benson. Well, he's a bench coach for our baseball team. <laughs> and Doug gives you advice from the bench. Yeah, it's a fun show. Um, uh, but then he has this other show. Uh, Getting Doug with hot. It's hard to, uh, you know, segue your way out of a yes and thing when you're... Anyway, uh, it's called Pitch Off is the name of his show. Yeah. And in that show, he asked me to do it. And I and two other people had to pitch him ideas for movies. You did two of his shows already? Yeah. When was his next one? Well, I did one one week, and then I ran into him at the rap party, and we got high in the corner. And then he was like, hey, you should do Getting Dug with High tomorrow night. And I was like, I'll try to get a babysitter. And then I did. It was fun. Uh, but anyway, I and realized... he made Colby wait in the car while he did it. Well, Yeah. <laughs> You can't bring a kid into the studio where you're smoking pot. <laughs> Doug Benson has, a, nur- a, nur- Doug Benson has a nursery. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I realized how difficult it must be for you guys, you know, because so I was... With you as a big star? No, no, like when... Yeah, no, that's not difficult. When Oh, you don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, so we're going to play Pitch Me. Because I hated the feeling of being on, being on the other side of the table. So I'm taking the I'm taking it back. So we're gonna play pitch me. You guys are gonna pitch me. But this is me. solely your experience. Yeah, this is has. We have we need no corrective experience. Yeah. No, no, no this isn't for your corrective experience. This is for my corrective experience. Oh, okay. Experience. Well, that makes more sense in in line with who you are. <laughs> yeah. I just. <laughs> I want to use you guys to make myself no, feel I get better. It. I've been, I've been about. It's been doing happening for twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> about me. So. Yep. Here, let me uh, set up a, a scorecard here. Yeah, because God forbid you were prepared. So what we're gonna do? Rolling. What we're gonna do? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna play Pitch Me, the Star Vehicle Edition. Does he know we already played this game? I didn't mention it. Oh, you didn't. I find that when you mention that, oh yeah, I did the same thing uh, like five years ago uh, on my podcast, <laughs> people go. Eh. So, you know, it's just a great minds think alike thing. Right. It's all good. It's all good. It's just a dumb game. So we're suing Doug Benson. We're going to sue Doug Benson. Yeah, no, our, team of, our, our team of uh, attorneys. We're going to own your vaporizers. <laughs> now that I've done all the shows of his that I really, really like, we're going to sue him. The feared industry-wide, the Film Pigs Legal Team. <laughs> So you guys are going to pitch me a star. Hello. 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 Pitch me a star vehicle for the star that I give you. Yeah. Okay. Keeping in mind that you want to pitch. It's old school star vehicle. Mm -hmm. So you got to make it about their talents and their bag of tricks. Right. And uh, I will award you, of course, a budget for whatever your pitch is. And whoever has the most uh, money at the end. At the end. Ah, shit. My pen's not working. Give me a pen, fault. Pen's dead. Thank you. This is so. This is a great podcast. So uh, I am writing Falk and Skelton down on a sheet of paper. The Can you scoreboard not write directly on the. You know, desk? Yeah, Jesus. Uh, Todd. Here, just write on this, or grab grab the 
Grab a play. A play. Oh, how about the Writer's Guild? No, not that one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll edit all this out. Uh, Sure. (laughs) All right, so... Uh, the the actors I selected for you guys I'm to not pitch for out. this is like an Apatow movie are uh, are currently being paid uh, the most money to star in stuff currently. What They're usually it's for these are the highest paid actors okay. in the world. I left out the Bollywood actors of which there's a lot okay. uh, in the top fifteen. So uh, there's uh, 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 please do not pitch reboots remakes. Franchise stuff. It has to be an original. Anything that actually star. would be pitched. Yes, exactly. Because this is a fun imaginary game. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, start with. Hey, you know, rock paper scissors. It ready? One, two, three. Me. Skeleton wins. Uh, Skeleton, your uh, first. No, it's highly contested. First star that you. you you are pitching for is you don't ask two people who don't care about the outcome to, <laughs> to rock paper that was the most limp-wristed rock paper scissors I've ever seen uh, so uh, Dwayne Johnson Steve Skelton pitch Dwayne me Johnson. a star vehicle for Dwayne Johnson uh, The Rock um, Dwayne Johnson The Rock this is his show and it's a movie show. It's his movie show and it's called Backyard Smackdown. Oh. And Dwayne Johnson stars as an unknown uh, backyard wrestler. And he travels from town to town. Backyard wrestling is huge right it's now. It's huge. He travels from town to town uh, taking part in uh, backyard wrestling competitions uh, where uh, you just go into somebody's yard and they kind of like cordon off uh, a wrestling area and they just give you some like folding chairs and stuff and they go at it and, and, they, punch, and they punch at each other and uh, they wrestle uh, until the crowd cheers enough and then he gets sure. his money and he moves on to the next town. While he in each of these towns yeah he also has an eye for justice shut up <laughs> and no really shut up <laughs> you got your budget <laughs> he writes wrongs he's like uh he's like the equalizer he's sure. like uh uh night rider without the irritating car uh-huh. uh he uh he he wrestles crime and smacks it down. Okay. Uh, I like it. Um, I'm going to give you uh, 80, 80 mil. All right. That's way too much for that concept. 80 Fine. mil. No, no, no. That, it sounded like a lot of backyards would be used. <laughs> <laughs> Only the most expensive backyards. You're like 5000 a pop to relocation fees. That's, you know. And it's going to be a... It, That'll add up. Yeah. It's got, it's got a lot of backyards. Uh, Stephen Falk. Mm. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, I yeah, gotcha. Uh, International martial arts fella. Yeah, no, he is. So he Jackie Chan. Cannibal Run. Yeah. So Jackie Chan um, stars as a, uh, a famous uh, mercenary from the, uh, from the Chinese army who now, uh, through, through uh, twists of fate, has found himself in America. Uh-huh. Um, but he was a, uh, and he was, uh, in, in, in America, he was a highly paid assassin. Oh. Using his, uh, uh, ninja skills to, to take out bad guys. 
Well, of course he'd use his ninja skills. Ninjas are assassins, That right? goes without saying. Yeah. Although then he was asked to kill a Chinese head of state. Uh-huh. And he could not do it. Oh, oh no. He would not do oh, it. Oh, because of the for conflict. It was his nephew. Oh. And he could not. So he... he that sucks. He gave himself a burn notice and disappeared. Mm. Mm-hmm. And now we find him years later, and he is teaching judo oh. at a girls' school in Colorado. Why did he switch to judo? Oh, they just that's all they taught there. Oh, okay. The so he just adjusted it. Yeah, that's what yeah. the school is. Did he have to take for. a crash course in judo? No, he knew it. I mean, he the, just the skills are very transferable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he has... <laughs> so he is, he's basically like witness relocating himself. Uh-huh. He has a nice wife, played by Kristen Wiig. Sure. Yeah. He has an 11-year-old daughter who's in the school, embarrassed of her Asian, you know, her, her super Asian father, because she just wants to be American and, right. and all that, you know, right. but he's... He's very traditional. There's nothing but, more embarrassing than but an also Asian goofy. Father. He's an assassin. Like he he tries so hard to be American dad. He goes out on the cul-de-sac and and mows his lawn. Uh-huh. You know, drinking beer and tries to like talk about like the the the, the Broncos with the other dads. He sure. just gets everything wrong. Right. He right. messes everything That's up. That's wacky. Yeah. Well <laughs> well, wouldn't you know it? The uh, the the current uh, Prime Minister of China is uh, is um, coming to Chicago for um, a big uh, a big uh, G nine summit. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and his uh, his um, old uh, old boss in in, in the Chinese uh, <laughs> army, who's now a, now part of the Chinese mafia. Oh my God! He's a, he's a boss two times. So yeah. many so many layers to yeah. the story. Yeah. Finds him uh-huh. in his little town. He didn't didn't even know. He just happened to be there looking for real estate to buy because you know China's just they started at the coast and they've now found yeah. found their way to, to, to Colorado. Yeah, discovers him uh-huh. right. This big awesome chase scene at, at uh, the Home Depot uh-huh. where Jackie Chan is just buying flower bed like <laughs> you know wood to make flower beds for his wife. Sure, and uh, and and um, and and turns out his former boss is there to assassinate the the, the head of China. And so, and and Jackie Chan, you know, big chasing, tracks him down, finds out what he's there to do. This whole fucking squadron of his old guys have come to America to kill the head of state, blame it on America, and start World War Three. Holy shit! So Jackie Chan has. Who could to, possibly stop that? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. I love it. Uh, I love it mostly because there's so many Chinese people in it, and it's going to do great. Yeah, that's good. In China, that's really smart. Oh, yeah. that's so really smart. I'm going to go ahead and give you a hundred mil for this uh, Jackie yeah, Chan. I should have set my uh, rock star movie in China. Uh, vehicle. That's a great, <laughs> great job. Thank Steve, you, Steve Skelton. Yes, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. The J Law. The J Law. Okay, let's see. Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she plays a, a, a quirky young girl, fresh out of college, sure. looking to make her bones in the big city of uh, New York uh, in finance. In finance? In finance. She enters the uh, male-dominated world of finance. God damn it. That's yeah. brave. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And she uses her disarming charm to climb the corporate ladder in her uh, financial company, only to uncover when she reaches an executive level, 
a conspiracy. Oh, oh no. shit balls. A conspiracy to uh, defraud the American government, the hardworking, the hardworking American people uh, and government out of money, and uh, it's being transferred to China. Oh, what? <laughs> oh shit. So she has Shit. to follow the money to China in order to uncover uh, the conspiracy and uh, prevent <laughs> a global economic meltdown. And she wow. uses her charm to, to, to that. Stop. That's amazing. I love it because first and foremost, China, <laughs> but also the bilking of the American people. That's relevant to today's uh, problems. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, this is this is not just a, 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 a thriller blockbuster, but it is a, a Oscar bait. This is Oscar bait for the studio for Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to give you 120 million dollars. This is a, this is a, amazing how you get a bigger budget with so little detail. So much less. Such a perfect. It's I a just, perfect. I'm good in the room. Yeah. <laughs> He's super charming. He's super charming. No, he, the, all the all the assistants love him. He remembers their name. Yeah, he always brings people. He says, like, "No, let me get you water, Shelley." Yeah, and he brings in chocolates. It's great. Uh, Steve Falk, Ben Affleck. Ah, well. <laughs> I love our I love our stalling for time reactions. Ben Affleck. Plays a baseball player. Oh, this is, I already like, oh, this is good. I this like this. This is America. For the Red Sox. Ooh. Mm-hmm. For the Sox. Duh, of course he does. Yeah, he has a, he has a kid. Uh, his wife, wife, he's recently widowed. She died. Everyone loves him. Mm. The Sox get to the World Series. <laughs> Shut up. That's incredible. He's been out drinking the night oh, before. No. Oh, shit. He's in right field. 3-2 ball game. Ninth inning, ball comes out to right field. He starts hurling. He's been drinking too much. He's hung over. He misses the ball. Misses the ball. The Mets win 4 3. He's disgraced. He's run out of Boston. This is like a Wade Boggs situation. Yeah, he has good. a daughter. What's he going to do? He has, a, he has a, a young girlfriend, played by Jennifer Lawrence. You know, she loves him. She's, but what, in, she's in everything. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are he going to do now? Uh, he lashes out at the commissioner. He's banned. Right. Banned from baseball. Oh. Right. Because he has a drinking problem. Yeah. So what's he going to do? Well, there's a certain game that's very popular <laughs> with a very <laughs> important international market. I mean, country. Really? Uh, yeah. Called India. Oh. This game is called cricket. Oh, cricket. Right, he can't get hired. He tries to get hired by all his old coaches. Everyone, no one will take it. Cricket classic rules or new rules? Uh, oh, classic. Of oh, course. thank goodness. You know who 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 scouts him? You know the the famous international Bollywood movie star playing uh, 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 playing a scout for uh-huh. the for the famous team in 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 New Delhi. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I really like the detail <laughs> in this pitch. Yeah, so he's recruited. So it's Ben Affleck, Boston accent, Jennifer Lawrence as her, his uneducated but spunky girlfriend, a rebellious with, with a eight-year-old accent. daughter, a, a, a sad background with, with a dead wife, and he's learning to play cricket 
Culture clash, fish out of water, Ben Affleck, India, giant market, boom. Sports, yeah, that's great <laughs> stuff. Um, I Normally, I would probably only give you 80 mil for it, but because you pitched in a Boston accent, I'm giving you $140 <laughs> that million. Dollars. Yeah, no, that's good. That's really good. Because I do not have the imagination to imagine the Boston accent on my own. I work at the head of a studio. Uh, Maybe if you just show me clips from The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> it would still not be a Boston accent. Steve, yeah. It'd be about as accurate. <laughs> Steve Skelton, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Speaking of Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. Matt Damon. <clears throat> Matt Damon. Yeah, he's Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon uh, is playing a very serious history professor. Oh, okay. Teaches at a prestigious college. Sure. Which one? It doesn't matter. It's very prestigious. It's I of, think it it's matters. One of the, it's Ivy League. It well, it's whichever one will help finance the movie the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So Yale. I would say uh, Yale. I was That's a great suggestion. Yale. Thing. Thanks. Yale. He's a very distinguished... You guys work well together. Prof- <laughs> is he in a secret society? He is in a secret society. Is it called the Skulls? It's called uh, the Skulls and Skulls. Oh, I like it. It's so secret. Fuck the bones. Yeah, it's it's even more secretive than Skull and Bones. It's Skull and Skulls. Skull and Skulls, yeah. Now, as part of the secret society, he is uh, tasked with protecting a uh, serious um, uh, piece of information uh-huh. that uh, will uh, could change the world. Wow. Yeah. And it's contained... He's like a Snowden. He's like a Snowden. It's contained in an ancient coded book that he is the guardian of. His house is burglarized. Oh, no. And they get the, the book? The book is stolen. They got the book? The book is stolen. Why didn't he keep the book under in a safe? It wasn't a safe. The thing that's crazy is this was a professional job. These are master thieves. They knew what they were looking for. They, they were, were looking, looking for the book. For this book. Did they ransack the place to make it look like a regular burglar? Yes, but he sees through it. Yeah. He sees through it. Because really... least don't, but he does, because he's very smart. Yeah, and he's, he's very in, smart. He's and in he's skull got, and he's skulls. He's got a natural, he's, he's in skull and skulls, he's got a natural detective ability, and also, he is smart, because he put a tracking device into the book. Ah, that Matt Damon. As a precaution. He thinks ahead. And where do you think this book went? <laughs> Either China or India. <laughs> China. <laughs> Great. He tracks it to China. Right. Because... Does he then fight monsters at the Great Wall? Not at the Great Wall. Oh. But potentially there's a monster to fight in China. What he runs up against is the Chinese version of his secret society. That have been fighting over this book for centuries. And he has to take on the secret society and prevent them from using the information in the book to release the monster. Is there any way that the uh, story could also get us into India at some point? Well, I think he has to go to India first. Okay. $140 million for you. Steve Falk, uh, you uh, are pitching me a, a vehicle for uh, Mr. Tom... Cruise, Tom Cruise runs great. Um, talks okay. <laughs> the year is two thousand seventy-five. Oh, oh shit! Space. 
Oil companies, they're nothing. They've gone the way of the dust. Of the dinosaur. (laughs) Because the oil... Go on. Their bones. Go on. You should have laughed at that. I am the studio ad. (laughs) (laughs) I was just so in sync with what you were talking about. Oh, you're just intense. I like that. The sun is hotter than ever. The giant conglomerates in the world. No longer oil. No longer finance. Everyone saw through there. Everyone took their money out in the in the big money run of fifty (laughs) one. The money run. The money the bank run of fifty (laughs) one. Collapsed them all. Hate money runs. The, the the top echelon of conglomerates now, solar. Solar. Oh. Tom Cruise is the inventor of the solar nano. <laughs> <laughs> the solar nano. The solar nano. Solar nano. Yeah. That sounds basically. That sounds really intricate. You just have to take advanced. your entire <laughs> roof, yeah. right, just to generate enough power to to heat your bath. Now you just have a just take a handful of nanos and you just huck them in the yard and it powers your house. If that's how you'd like it to work, sir, <laughs> that's love exactly it. how it would work. I love it. I think everyone can relate to that. Nano solar technology. It's the wave of the future. Sure. America discovered it. Everything's fine. The other countries capitalizing on on oil, still just clamoring. Killing each other, starting wars. Because they only have macro solar. They yeah. only had macro solar. And oil. Right. Fine. So, Tom Cruise, head of the solar company, uh-huh. right? He recognizes the world is being destabilized. And he's starting a big, he's, he's starting a big uh, sweep east. And he has... Oh, the east sweep. He has a meeting mm. with, with the, the two giant superpowers. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, because in in '63, Russia obviously was was destroyed. Right, of course, they were right. blown up. Yeah, the the rogue, the great the, Russian the, destruction the, of '63. Yeah, the the well, you know, the, the the Chechens got the nuke and they dirty bombed Moscow. Yeah. Oh, Ukraine, it was disgusting. Yeah, who could forget? Yeah. So all that's left, really, is uh, you know some of Europe, obviously, but they they're not important anymore. It's timeless. It's really. It's uh, it's really China. Ever since the Brexit, Europe hasn't mattered. It's China, China and India, obviously. Right, right. right. So there's a big meeting between Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise, China, the and biggest India. star of China, and the biggest star of India. Right. It's called the G3 Solar Meeting. Right, right. So right. it's Jackie Chan and that guy from India that right. you were talking about before. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, you guys. So everything's fine. They come, they're working on a treaty, they're having fun, they're drinking, they're drinking sake and oh, Indian beer so and having just this great time. And there's a rumbling. What? A rumbling. A rumbling. Yeah. We're in Beijing. Uh-oh. Hotels start falling. Hotels start falling. Oh shit. Then suddenly there's a shadow across the sky. Uh huh. You know what happened, you guys? What? All the solar panels, all the nano solar panels that we've been building since the bank run and throwing and the yards. oil collapse and thrown in, in the yards, just like you, just like that great scene you talked about. <laughs> uh, what they have done is awaken the aliens that have been here for three hundred years under the ground. Yeah. Ah oh, shit. Yeah. Why'd they do that? All of a sudden, they're dumb. They're dumb. <laughs> they're dumb. All the How solar. How could you not foresee the, that? It's the solar. 
Solar po- this is solar power is irresponsible. Solar. Right. It's irresponsible. Here's the thing, People though. don't think about that. Right. Tom Cruise is ex Army Ranger. Of course he is. Right. Why wouldn't he be? The the, the the biggest Chinese star that your company has a uh, has a has a deal with. Can he also be like secretly a he French legionnaire? Chinese Ranger. Chinese Ranger. The Indian guy. Fucking Royal Grand Army Ranger. Jesus Christ. Of India. The Royal Grands? Yeah. Everyone's dying. The three of them. They're, they, 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 they band together and destroy the aliens. Oh, it's like three the hard way. They have all the money. So, they're like, so basically, they go straight Iron Man. The, the Chinese guy's like, come to my lair. And they open the gate, and they have all the fucking nano guns and nano <laughs> instruments and nanotechnology to defeat the aliens. It's an amazing... Big action picture. I need at least 180. This is great. I'm going to give you... and it's this is three and this territories. Is why, this is why it, this this story really hits me right at home because I was uh, the victim of a money run uh, <laughs> a number of years ago. And I, I, I unfortunately had to uh, kick my grandmother out of her house because <laughs> I couldn't afford the help and I had to put her in a home. So, so it sad. really... I'm sorry. sorry. Really, I'm going to give you a full 190. Oh, thanks. I'm going to give you the extra 10 for really tugging at my heartstrings. Steve Skelton. Yes. Vin Diesel. Oh, you guys, Vin Diesel. Uh, Vin Diesel is a former Green Beret. Sure. Of course he is. Now he's a security consultant in Hong Kong. (laughs) Great. And he's working for a multinational corporation. Which one? Uh, You know, the big one that makes all the solar panels? Mm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Not to be trusted. Yeah. Solar uh, solar energy is irresponsible. Yeah, and we gotta see... St- we got to stick to oil. And see, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. Vin, he's a stand-up guy. Sure. He does what's right. He's a hero. Uh-huh. And he discovers that this solar company uh-huh. is building their solar panels not to gather power to let uh, poor people run their homes, but... To uh, divert that power to the solar company's mainframe servers mm. so they can mine Bitcoin to undermine the world's economy. Fucking solar mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're so, up to no good. Here's the thing, though. He discovers that mm. this server farm, mm-hmm. it's not on Earth. Shut up. He has to go into orbit. <laughs> he has to go to space? He has to steal a rocket. He has to steal a rocket. And blast off into space <laughs> to fight space mercenaries on a space station to destroy the solar server farm that is destroying the world economy. Can the head uh, the bad guys uh, up in space, can it be James Woods? Oh, it's absolutely James Woods. James Woods <laughs> is the CEO of the corporation. $200 million. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Falk. Oh. Hey, uh, Melissa McCarthy, that lady. She was in that Ghostbusters movie that they say it didn't do so hot because of ladies. Right. Yeah. Well, that was a mistake. Ah. Melissa McCarthy is the mailman. (laughs) Sweet. This is like that Costner picture. Mm -hmm. Is it a post-apocalyptic? She's the mailman? She's no. just a drifter found a bag of mail? The problem is, Melissa McCarthy needs to stay small. Oh, she got to stay small. Okay. Melissa McCarthy 
is a mild-mannered male person. Sure. She's right. a reg. She's a, on the reg. She's a regular. She's a regular in in any town in America. Any town USA. The thing is, she's lazy as fuck. Yeah, she just likes hanging out. Yeah, she likes drinking at the bar with yeah. the guys. She's yeah. straight on the reg watching football. Ah. Just straight American. She comes to, she walks around and... People are like, where's the mail? She's like, shut up. I don't have your mail. Fuck you. And they're like, ha ha. We love you. You're so great. They love her. They love her. <laughs> of course they do. Small town America. Yeah. Everything's fantastic. She's great. I love her. I love her. Yeah. I love her with a bag of mail. I can see that. And a, <laughs> you got to love her. United States Postal Service uniform. I can see it. Yeah. Fucking but, hilarious right out of the gate. So she comes one day. She comes one day, and there's a new, 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 uh, new names on a, on a piece of mail. She doesn't recognize it. Oh, uh, like a new person like, on her route. There's like they're like weird names, right? They don't uh, they don't look American. Oh, so she's like, I'm gonna see what's up. She's drunk one day because she was like hanging out with her boyfriend John Ham, you know, from <laughs> Mad Men. Yeah, sure. He's just a regular guy. This is a regular. You know, like maybe there's like 20 pounds too much on him. Uh, you know, they're, they're hanging out. She's hungover. She knocks on the door. She's like, "You, who are these people? Keep ordering all these junk. This junk, right?" The guy opens the door. Real slick guy. Shouldn't like the cut of his jib right away. Not because he's Chinese. No. Because he's just rude. Oh, he's a rude. tough guy wearing a suit. Rude guy from China. Who you? Who's a tough guy wearing a suit? Yeah, what are you That's doing? crazy. What are you doing? He grabs the Amazon package and slams the door in her face. She's like, well, that, I, well, I never. That's rude. And John Hamm's like there. Like, just come on, honey. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Let's go to the spaghetti bake down at the church. <laughs> the spaghetti <laughs> bake down. That reminds me of my childhood. I used to go to so many spaghetti bakes. Yeah, but she gets, she gets, she gets, the sticks in her craw. Yeah. People being rude to her. Right? Yeah. So she enlists her, 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 her best girlfriend, played by Octavia Spencer. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oscar. Oscar. She got an Oscar, yeah. 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 They're, 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 they're drunk. She made a shit pie. They go to, they go to, they go to egg, right? The house. Oh, they're, they're egg in the house? house? Are they going to so, toilet paper so they're about to egg the house. Just egg in or are right? they toilet They're about paper? to egg the house. When she launches an egg, the door opens this like 85, 90 year old Chinese man steps out, but she's already unleashed the egg. Oh shit. Boom. Slow-mo, that's a slow-mo. Boom. What? <laughs> just plot. Super slow-mo. Hits him all in the face. This egg, <laughs> egg flying into backyards. Oh shit, man. In the backyards? He has a heart attack. Does he die? Dies. Fuck. Fuck. Right. And, Poor old and Chinese guy. Octavia Spencer's laughing, just drinking, just making like funny that's, comments, that's drinking. Cold. She's like, oh, snaps. Like shit like that. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy doesn't know what happened. She's like, what? Oh, oh, get up, old man. Oh, Ching Chang. Like she's, you know, she's making them jokes. Oh, she's being racist. Well, it's just funny though. It's just like funny. It's like America. <laughs> Oh, funny racism. Yeah. Yeah, people forget how funny yeah, racism is. no, that makes is. sense. That makes sense. Right? This, the young guy in the suit from before comes running out, and he's like yelling in Chinese, like really distraught. He bends yeah. down. He's doing CPR. Uh, right? He's, he's trying to all say, over his yeah. face. He's still in the suit. He looks up, and he's tears streaming down his face. 
And then he looks and sees Melissa McCarthy screaming in Chinese. 15 tough guys come running out of the house, all Chinese, with fucking machine guns. Oh, shit. And just start spraying. Slow-mo sequence. Can you imagine Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer running, dodging bullets, drunk, jumping into their mail truck and screeching off. Windows are fucking just getting shot out. Tired, but they're just so they're just going go go go. John Hamm, who's at the driver's seat, you know, with the fucking with a with a six pack in his lap, just like what the just driving, just driving. It's Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, a bunch of her down home homies in in America, fighting the Chinese in this town. It could be your town, any can, town. Can I can I offer a tagline? Sure, Please. give us a tagline. Neither rain nor sleep nor snow shall keep her from her appointed shenanigans. <laughs> I love it. Here's my here's my one question. Yeah. Can we work in a scene where McCarthy, Spencer, Ham all play mailbox baseball in McCarthy's mail truck? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Four hundred million dollars. Thank you. I will divert 340 to my own personal account. <laughs> Steve Skelton, your final... I don't uh, have a $400 million idea. Your f- final pitch is for uh, Mr. Uh, Johnny Depp. Star vehicle for oh, Johnny Depp. <sighs> mm. he, Johnny Depp. There's so many places you can go. He's I know. so great as it's, long as you're willing to give him makeup. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah, star of Benny and June. <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp plays a particle physicist. Oh, I don't, I'm not 100% sure what that is. He's a wacky scientist. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and he invents uh, a quantum entanglement machine. What does that do? And what that does is it allows Johnny Depp... To travel between different worlds, different oh, realities. Uh-huh. So every time he pushes the button, he gets blooped into a new crazy world where his whole appearance has changed. And everyone around him resembles the people that he knew in his regular world, just wackily different. Oh, okay. And so he has to go on a quest to find his way back home. Oh, from from the uh, the other place. from when he started jumping through. This is I'm. It's quantum leap. It's quantum. Are, leap. Are, are, is there a cartoon universe at any point? And there's yeah no. There's a cartoon universe. There's a claymation universe. There's a all furry universe. There's a cosplay universe. There's a pirate universe. Oh, cool. There's a. It's nothing but different universes Can there that allow be, uh, Johnny Depp to dress up in different crazy outfits. When he gets to the babysitter porn universe, where where is he? What does he dress up as? He's the babysitter and the baby. Oh, that's weird. I yeah, like it. That'll be on this special edition. DVD. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to get cut be, out. But you got the theatrical. You got to put those yeah. scenes in for the yeah. MPAA yeah. so they have something to yeah. cut out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, it's basically it's a two and a half hour long movie. Great. That is entirely made up of whatever whimsical things Johnny Depp wants to dress up as and whatever weird <laughs> accents he wants to talk in. Great. Seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Falk, your last one. Mr. Iron Man himself. 
Robert Downey Jr. He's a Republican, but he's anti-Trump. So you got to give him that. Sure. Right? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he was in Weird Science, you might remember. Oh, yeah. The yeah, pickup he's, artist. He was in SNL. SNL season of SNL, yeah. Oh, probably the best season. Most people agree. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is just a guy. That's true. He's just a guy. He's a superstar. He's a dad. Oh. Superstar dad. He's a former husband, but his wife tragically died. Oh, uh, doing, doing what? Oh, how do you, what? How did she die? Yeah. Oh, auto accident. Oh, that yeah. sucks. It's yeah. So was it her fault? So well, no. The the problem is it was with her lover. Oh. Uh, uh, he was being cuckolded. It was a. Uh, he got cocked. Yeah. Uh, it's real it's bad. It's like a garp thing. <laughs> yeah. I hate garp things. It was real bad, but it's funny. Like it's funny. Like he's fast talking. Yeah, he's right? funny, and he's he. Yeah. So he's a fast talking janitor at um at Yale. A Yale janitor. Yeah, he's a Yale janitor. Man, when I was at Yale, I made such good friends with one of the janitors. This really brings me back. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's uh, he's he he works for the uh, aeronautics and 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 space uh, wing. You know them. They're, yeah, they're, they're famous, famous famous wing at Yale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one night he's there and he's just like he's just fucking just cranking it to this young broad. He's just like he's a poon hound ever since his wife died. Well, yeah, right. the 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 daughter The daughter's being raised basically by his mother, Blythe Danner. Um, right. So he's a little, he's slipping a little as a he's dad. Slipping, he's as slipping. He's slipping. Yeah. So he yeah, but yeah. that's good because later on he can get him someplace to go. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. As his dad. So he's drinking one night, plowing this chick. They're just like drunk, fucking around. Great. And uh, and there's this like he's noticed. This, do they like, do anal? Well, yeah, that's implied, but we're keeping it PG thirteen for the for the box. In the unrated, right, the unrated. Right, right. for the there box office. There should be an unrated. We should shoot an unrated. Sure. Scene. Well, absolutely. Then there's a hardcore animal. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so they're 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 fucked up, and there's this like in one of the in one of the classrooms, one of the weirder teachers played by um, by uh, Christopher Walken. Ah, well, old professor. He's just like you know crazy. Does he do? Can you do a Walken voice for uh, me? Hey, uh, don't. <laughs> my, my classroom doesn't need to be it's clean Jackie tonight. <laughs> that was good enough. Yeah. This classroom. <laughs> we get the real one, so it's not an impression. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I just wanted to get. I wanted to hear it in my ear. So anyway, anyway, Robert Downey Jr. is looking to pee, right? And right. so he goes to this door. And can the, we and, find a part for Jackie Mason? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, right. Wait, is yeah. he still alive? Yeah. Maybe. He, he's like, what, what are you doing? You're wasting your life, grandson. That's great. He's, yeah. He's cramps. Anyway, Rodney Jr. walks into the bathroom trying to pee. He's blind drunk, just has 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 just jizz on his dick from fucking the hottest young actress. Yeah, straight from yeah. like the Disney Channel, like where you get really young. Sure. But 18, obviously. Classic. Yeah, uh, obviously. Well, right. it's, yeah, yeah, for the legal department, we'll demand. Steps into the machine. It locks. All sorts of stuff. Like, Wait, it just like, locks? Just starts going. And he's like peeing. That's what science machines do. Yeah, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Is it outside the lock? He can't open it? Uh, yeah, he didn't understand. Right? Meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, what we set up in the first act is that he's being pulled in a lot of different directions. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's got yeah. a lot of problems. Like he's trying to be a dad. His daughter isn't, isn't into him. He's trying to deal with his ex-wife. He's trying to trying to work on his, his career. Not going well. He's got to nail all this poon. <laughs> he's, he's got to crush poon. That's, those, that's high stakes. If you've got to crush a lot of poon, that's high stakes. What he doesn't know is he stepped into a machine. <laughs> That multiplies you. Oh, oh shit, shit balls. Oh shit balls. Damn here's it. what I'm here's this is, yeah, this is where I lose. <laughs> it's Robert Denning Jr. But not one of him. Not two of him. Three of him. That's it. <laughs> There's no. a multiplicity had five Michael Keatons. No. Just, I think that's just, that's just act four. one. That's just act one. There are five Robert Denning Jr. Five I like it. The the one that goes in last uh-huh. it's a twist on multiple it's the smartest one the smartest one oh, he ends up really he ends up reworking the machine uh-huh. so that Christopher Walken doesn't understand it because he doesn't want to be turned back because he's doing everything now he's bang crushing poon he's getting his ex-wife back he's getting his career I thought his wife was dead he's getting his career back no no <laughs> right he's raising her from the dead <laughs> Oh, shit. He's becoming the best dad. He's doing. He's like the reanimator. He's you get five movies at one time, and he's fighting the evil Chinese scientists taking over <laughs> Yale. They're taking over Yale. Holy it's shit! It's amazing. You that guys. is amazing. Here's here's my only question: yeah. Is one of the five Robert Downey's? Is one of the five of them retarded? Like half retarded, like super retarded. All right, I was gonna give you a billion dollars, but it's not cool to call people retarded. So I'm only giving you four fifty mil. Oh, you shouldn't have called him retarded. <laughs> All right, you yeah, guys. You have to live with four hundred fifty million. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do math. I think that's fault. No, I think I lost. You got eight hundred last time. Uh, oh, what, I got eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, you did. So I, and then uh, here you guys talk what did while I, get I do 800? math. The Johnny Depp. Uh, like four. What's four times three? Twelve. Holy shit, you guys. Skelton won by a mere ten million dollars. Wow. That was a very That's close, what I spend on my very cocaine. close game. Well Good done, game. guys. <laughs> very exciting. A bunch of Robert Downey Juniors. <laughs> the last one's the smartest. My favorite part of that was how like suddenly his wife was alive. <laughs> no, he had two ex-wives. You didn't catch that part. <laughs> I must have. What's a, it was a very intricate pitch. And she was a crusade, crusader for um, Down syndrome. Ah, uh, you didn't get that part. Nah, that has a lot of heart. Uh, that's you guys, twelve million. That's I, I, worth 12 I, got, million. I gotta, yeah. I gotta put another ten mil on that. That's a tie game. Yay! Yay! We're both very talented. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, those sad kids means it's time for the bottom five. Uh, I came up with what I consider to be the worst star vehicles I've ever seen. Um, cool as ice. Oh, God. Which was a vehicle for vanilla ice. The hottie and the naughty. Wait, what? Which was a vehicle Paris for Hilton. Paris Hilton. Oh, shit. Oh. Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> which was a comedy vehicle for Sylvester Stallone. Best defense. Which was a comedy oh. vehicle for Dudley Moore, yeah. in which uh, Eddie Murphy lent yeah. his talent. And finally, 
And this one kind of makes me sad because it was his first movie after getting back from getting over cancer was Master of Disguise starring Dana Carvey, which is 75 minutes long, the last 15 minutes of which is credits, (laughs) meaning there's only an hour's worth of that movie. Wow. Good Lord. All right, I just, my moment of positivity is this. Um, Despite my uh, harping on movie stars, I do believe there are still some movie stars who use their clout to do uh, good stuff. Even if it doesn't work, it is at least stabs at something artistic, creative, uh, passionate, whatever. Uh, George Clooney comes to mind. He tries, mm-hmm. like even in that. Yeah, that, but then you get a good night and good luck from him. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Um, and and there, you know, that's just one that comes to mind. There are a lot of other ones who do it, and I and I hope they keep using their clout for that kind of artistic good. Well, that's it. Uh, that's the podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Stephen Falk. Yeah. Um, you can currently watch his uh, program. You're the worst on FXX on Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock. And you can stream it on Hulu, um, the first two seasons. I'm super happy it's uh, not competing against Lethal Weapon, uh, which is another Wednesday night show on, a, on Fox, which I really like. Uh, but I don't have a DVR. I can only watch one show at a time. So Do I'm you really, really like it? I actually really like Lethal Weapon. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was all right. It's dumb. But yeah, it's, it's really dumb. It, it, it makes, it's nostalgic. It has an 80s flair to it. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to thank Steve Skelton. Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, I'd like to thank myself, Todd Anderson, for hosting. And, of course, as always, Adam Blau for the amazing, amazing music. Adam. Uh, and uh, thanks to Doug Benson for having me on his shows. You're, you're his little pet yeah. project now. You I know, hope so. Three of his shows. I hope he has me on more shows. I just, I feel like I've failed on all of his shows. <laughs> and he's just keep trying me on all his shows till he's out of shows. We'll see. Maybe he'll keep making shows. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Who knows? Anything oh, can and watch our show on Geek Nation. Why not? Yeah. Sure. F- fuck it. <laughs>